I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I just said that sad, sad. Sad. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is The Gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in The Gloom. And we're back. Uh, we got another phenomenal F3 Omaha leader. I'm excited for this interview. I was actually just talking to this guy before, and um, man, he's a he's a professional uh, in in the landscaping space. I may have him come do some work for me uh, one of these days. But was also just recently a site queue at uh, Stormbreaker, so our non Murph site in Sarpy. And uh, we got our man Mulch on the show today. So Mulch, excited to to talk with you, man. Um, yeah. We just ask you to kind of start us off at the beginning, sort of who EH'd you, uh, what was that first workout like, and then uh, maybe intuitive, but tell us uh, kind of how you got the name Mulch. Yeah, so my it was probably a good two months of uh, guys telling me to come, and I think it was finally Skids and Escobar that got me got me into it. Um, I had, I think, Eartag, Gobbler, just a bunch of guys that kept telling me, "Hey, come try it out," and I always thought, "No, I'm not good, not in good enough shape." They're like, "Well, you got to come here to get in shape." So, I was one of the guys that thought I needed to be in shape before I showed up. Um, my first post was at um, the Danger Zone, and I can't remember who was queuing that day, but I remember we were <clears throat> sprinting up and down the hill, hmm. and. About halfway through, I thought I was going to puke, and my main goal was to not puke that day. <laughs> I, was, I was able to hold it in, but man, I felt I felt pretty bad after that workout. <laughs> and how did they land on the, the name Mulch? Was it pretty quick once you got in the circle at the end of the workout there? Yeah, so Skids, I, from the start, um, as soon as I got in the center, he started yelling out Mulch. <laughs> I, I was hoping for something you know some cool name landscape related but he kept yelling out mulch and no one thought of anything better so they stuck with that nice well <laughs> hey you come you come into this group with this preconceived notion that you kind of needed to be in shape i guess was that your experience i mean how was that first workout you feel like guys were pretty open to you being at whatever fitness level you came in at yeah they're um I felt pretty welcomed. Um, there was guys kind of hanging back with me, and I think one of my uh, one of my fears joining F three was I always hated going to the gym because you kind of had them self centered meatheads, and I was I just didn't want anything to do with that. And the first thing that I really enjoyed about F three was uh, just people picking up the six people that I had no you know didn't know. They were welcoming, and they they all kind of wanted to get to know me right away. Yeah. Well, so you had a, a few guys that were EH and you did, did all of them show up the first time you posted or? Um, a couple of them were there. I think I picked uh, the danger zone just cause it's close to home. And uh, a couple of the guys that were EH and me were there. But, but, uh, were they, were they part of the ones picking you up? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good deal. Nice. 
I love it. And I think, um, man, you, you know, you touched on something there that, you know, and maybe you've experienced this, but it, it is like you said, you're one of those guys that thought you had to get in shape before you came out. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you, I mean, how did you overcome that? Or was it just that the guys were nagging you enough that you were like, okay, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to come out at least once and then they'll get off my back. Or how did you overcome that sort of mentality to get out that first time? I think they, they just kind of, they were on me enough and I, I just decided I have to give it a shot and see, you know, see what it's all about. It was nice. Uh, you know, when I, the first half of the beatdown, like I thought I had to try to keep up with, you know, the, the guys in the front. And then once I kind of slowed down a little bit and realized that, you know, they're not going to leave me alone. Um, I kind of fell in love with it right away because, you know, just trying to go to the gym or working out in the basement by, by myself in the past never really stuck. Mm-hmm. That instant feeling of um, inclusion kind of just stuck with me. No, that's, that, that's great, man. I, I am curious, you know, you're, you know, you have some reservations coming in, you do come in and at least for that part of the workout, you, there's some buy-in, right? Guys yeah. are hanging back. They're, they're willing to be with me while I'm, while I'm working through this piece. What did you think of, the other stuff that was going on, you know, the names of exercises being names, the COTs, um, you know, what was your initial impression on those, those pieces? So the, uh, it took a while to figure out what, what, what the guys were talking about for a certain exercise. <laughs> it took a good month to remember, you know, some of the, the common ones that we were doing every day. Um, ending with the COT and the prayer. I love that. Um, it's just something I hadn't been around and, uh, something I wanted to be part of. Um, nice. Just kind of, uh, everyone kind of sharing at the end, um, praying for others that weren't there and stuff. Um, I thought that was super cool. That's awesome. I, you know, I, I think too, you know, like you mentioned is like, it can be overwhelming, right? You like, you show Mm -hmm. up at this group, there's all these guys that, you know, I think it seems like they know each other really well. They got these weird nicknames. They've got weird names for push-ups. You know, and and then, um, but to that feeling of of people picking you up is certainly a good one. And I think, um, I guess, I would be curious. Like, were you? Sound like there was maybe a lot of running in in the first workout. But what had you tried in the past? Were you mostly doing weights, or was running a thing? Or I guess you know, also be curious. Did you play sports growing up, or High school. No, I uh, I was never into sports. Um, me and me and my buddies had four wheelers, so we spent most of our time doing four wheelers, kind of hanging out outside stuff. So never did any sports. Never did any running. Um, so the running, the I'm still not a runner. The running still is what kills me the worst. Um, but there was uh, I think Ferdinand Tony the Tiger. Right off the start, they got me out um, doing some pre-runs, and they were just doing some slow kind of running, walking at my pace. Um, so that that was great, having them guys just reach out and, you know, try to try to push me into doing some running. Yeah. Are you are you still hitting pre-runs today? No, I'm, I've been having some back issues, so I haven't been doing much pre-running. I've been doing some uh, rucking and biking, though. Definitely uh, low-impact stuff that's keeping me going. It's, that's awesome. I'm, you know, it's great that we, we offer that to the rucking aspect. I, I personally mm-hmm. done one ruck and, and it, it's different, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you're right. It's lower impact, but at least for the rucking piece, there's a lot more mumble chatter that goes on, right? You're, yep. you can actually talk to the guys, get a, get a chance to really get to know someone. So that is, 
I'm I'm super proud that we offer something like that. Um, I am curious. You know, you go to this this first workout. There seems to be some initial buy-in, or it's not as as bad as it may have seemed at first. Um, mm-hmm. What was your trajectory after that? Were you just once a week? Were you, hey, I need some time before I really commit to coming back to these guys? Or were you all in? I think I was um, two or three days a week for probably the first month. And then I really started getting in it. I was going, um, I think I learned real quick that five, six days a week will kind of kind of wear you out. <laughs> so I was, for I was sure. a lot and I was... Uh, kind of sticking with uh for the first couple months sticking with the guys that i had met around here and then uh i think some of the guys from up in omaha started coming down to sarpy and started meeting them so that's when i started kind of venturing out and uh pretty cool you know showing up to a site and being wel- welcomed and just meeting new guys and stuff so i got a I, I don't get up in omaha much anymore but there for a while i was kind of making my rounds, just meeting new guys, seeing new places and kind of seeing what uh, each area offers for their beatdowns. Cause every, every spot seems to have its, you know, their little quirks and stuff that they like to stick to. Well, you, but, you know, that's interesting. You're touching on a point that I'm, I'm curious about. I admittedly, I'm not a, I don't post West very often. I don't post in Sarpy very often. So I am curious your take on, what different flavors there are from east to west to Sarpy. So what's what do you got for us there? So there seems to be a lot of runners in Sarpy. Mm-hmm. A lot it's of running. Avoid that place. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of running, a lot of pre-running, and even on the on Mondays on the Murphs, the amount of uh, Smurfs and pre-stuff going on before the Murph, it's pretty amazing, actually. Sounds like uh, East Omaha's got to pick it up a bit. <laughs> sounds like a ch- sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, and up up in Omaha, I mean, there's there's some serious runners in Omaha too, but um, I just feel like there's a larger percentage in Sarpy, maybe, or maybe I just don't. I'm not around the Omaha guys enough. Um. Yeah, Sarpy guys, they like to run, and with the uh, iron packs and all that stuff, there's some. Some pretty tough guys. They're they're pretty hardcore on this stuff. Yeah, like I, I work manual labor, so I try not to go too too crazy because I got to be able to function every day at work. Also, <laughs> right. Well, speaking of iron packs, right? We just got done last week. Mm-hmm. Are we still going? Plague? This is the last week for week okay. four. Is this so week? We're, we're in the last week here. Have you had an opportunity to participate in in iron packs or do anything? Any other challenges? Seventeen seventy six. Anything like that? No, I haven't. Um, I think last year I tried the iron iron packs one week. I never signed up. I just went to try it out and kind of got whooped pretty good. <laughs> yeah. This year with the with the I have some lower back injuries, um, kind of thinning of the disc and stuff. So I've been just taking it kind of easy. But hopefully I can get over that and try some of this stuff out in the future. Yeah. IPC is definitely not uh, not good if you've got a bad back. I would say a lot of a lot of cinder block work and and you know the faster you go, in my at least I don't know for me the it seems like my form gets a little bit shoddy. Um, yeah, but 
I would be curious, Malta, you know, as you're thinking about just your, your journey, you know, kind of life, fitness, whatever, you know, how do you feel like you're, you're doing today compared to when you started? Have you made good progress in the areas you were hoping to, you feel a little bit healthier, you know, despite the back stuff? Yeah, I, I definitely feel, feel healthier. Um, I was, when I started, I was just, you know, the heaviest I've ever been. Um, I was borderline high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Um, they had wanted, they wanted me to put, the doctors wanted to put me on some uh, medications for that stuff. And I told them I wasn't really interested in taking pills. So they gave me some time to get it, get everything dropped down. I got the, the numbers down where they liked it. Um, you know, I just, uh, I have more energy. I'm not sitting on the couch lazy like I used to be all the time. Um, even, even just opening up, um, like I never, I was the type, never wanted to admit I had a problem until I come into F3 and see guys that are just open about their problems and, you know, helping, helping each other through. So F3 has definitely opened me up in that sense as well. Um, just sharing my problems, sharing frustrations, having, you know, asking for help when I need to talk through stuff. That's awesome, man. I, I love hearing that. And I think that's, that's the whole point, right? I mean, I think it's, it's, we're trying to, you know, be healthy for our families for, you know, longevity. And, and that doesn't always manifest in, you know, the guy with the fastest 5k time or IPC score, right? It's, it's really, um, like you're sharing, right. It's like, it's the, you know, the doctor that wanted to put you on meds and you, now you don't have to be on meds. Like, I, I think that is so cool. Um, just being, being in healthcare, right. We, it's easy to throw meds at a problem, but, um, I love the route that you took, you know, I'm, I'm curious as you think about, um, your back injury and just kind of the, maybe, I don't know how long you've been dealing with that, but have you had options to still come out and kind of engage with the group, even though you've got some injuries going on? What's, what's that experience been like? Yeah. Um, there's, there's been guys that have offered to skip the beatdowns and just walk or ruck with me. And, um, nice, you know, there's always someone that someone, there's, no matter what's going on, there's always someone that's going to want to, you know, just take it easy with me or whatever. So it keeps me, keeps me from fart sacking. It gets me out there at least. Good. And then I know we do offer bruiser alternatives, right? Have you taken up any of those opportunities? Yeah. A couple of those I've been to, um, and then the ones, you know, some some of the beatdowns are easily modified to, you know, to what I can handle, what I feel like I can handle. But the problem there is I always feel like I, when I shouldn't be going hard, I always find myself pushing harder than I should be. So it's, uh, that's a problem with being in this group sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, think well, that, I think that's just kind of human nature, right? I mean, you're, you're just, you, you see the other guys pushing through and you're like, well, I I can give a little bit more, even though maybe your your mind should be saying, "Nah, I probably should take it easy." Yep. So well, I'm curious too, you know. So you've got all these sort of first F things going on, and I think um, you know whether it's pre running or rucking or you know even just connecting with the guys that you already knew. Tell us about that second F piece you kind of alluded to it a little bit right being able to open up but but how did you go about building relationships to get to that point so some of the guys so i'm from i'm from norfolk originally 
I've moved up here probably 12 years ago now. Um, had a lot of friends back home. Didn't really have a lot of friends here. <clears throat> a lot of friends would, from back home would come visit and stuff. And uh, kind of had some, I live in the same neighborhood as Skids. And uh, my wife and Escobar's wife worked together. So we kind of knew each other. Gobbler is my neighbor down the street. Um, so I was kind of friends with them. Um, once I started F3 and started talking to the guys, I realized how many how many guys just in my neighborhood alone are doing F3. So I've made made a lot of friends in F3, um, kind of strengthened bonds with uh, friends that I had before F3. Yes, uh, in that in that aspect, it's definitely helped me out as well. Um, I've actually made some some really good friends. Probably some of, some of my best friends right now are guys that I met uh, once I started F three. And that's that's awesome, and that's everything we want to hear, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we this is a common theme for people, especially guys that kind of transplant here into Omaha and they find this group. They're able to find a better community, right? You're talking about knowing Skids and knowing Escobar, but it sounds like you've been able to connect with them at a at a deeper level after kind of being part of the group and, and getting to know each other on a, on a much deeper level. Do you feel like that's been the case? Yep. Awesome. What do you think contributed to that? I mean, was it the, was it coffee? Was it rucking or just, just time or have you been able to engage in some of the other second F events or what would you say would be some of those key components to building those friendships? Yeah, I think it was just, um, kind of getting out um, and working out with them guys, you know, you go through, you go through a, a beat down together and, you know, the more suck, the more you bond, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am curious, you know, you, you mentioned you have a wife. I don't know if you got, you guys have kids or not, but yep. um, you, you do. Okay. Yeah. Curious what impact, um, you know, you've seen this had on them or what impact that they've seen it have in you? So, um, I don't know if it's just timing or if, um, my wife saw me, um, working out and just decided she wanted to work out too, but, uh, I ended up getting her a Peloton one year for Christmas. And I think she's used that thing five, at least five days a week, every week since then. Wow. So she got hardcore into that. I know she's uh since I've started she's uh she says that I'm I'm happier now. Um I have I have better friends. I'm you know spend more time out doing things instead of just kind of hanging around the house. So it's it's kind of crazy looking back at all the stuff that has changed since F3. Um the things that you never thought would change that changed along the way. Heck yeah, man. That's really cool. And I, and you know, who knows, right. We maybe we'll never know if, you know, if it was you uh, starting the, the journey that got her interested, but just cool for you guys to be able to go, you know, yeah. on, on Oh, I feel like you together. can take credit for it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she loves that Peloton. I've tried it. Something about being in a basement, watching a screen, riding a fake bike is not my thing. <laughs> yeah. What about your, what about your kids? How, how old are your kids? Um, we have uh, four, seven, and nine. Okay. And, My, uh, and what what do they think of this thing that their dad goes and does early at the morning with a bunch of random guys? Sometimes they think I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> I took the older two out um, 
a year ago to a Halloween 2.0 beatdown. And nice. uh, they had they had a great time. They got named, and uh, they uh, they've been asking to go back out. So the next time we got one coming up, which I think there is one this Saturday. Mm-hmm. I need to get them back out. I'm going to be out of town, but I'll definitely have to get them back out. Well, Plague will happily shuttle them for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what uh, have you gotten them all out? All three of them? Uh, not my youngest. Okay. And what yeah. did we name them? I am curious. So, my oldest, he was into the Dogman books, so he got named Dogman. Nice. That's pretty good. My seven-year-old, he's uh, he's kind of big into art, so he got named Crayola. There you go. Those are good names. We, yeah. Somehow, somehow we come up with better names for 2.0s than we do for some of the guys, right? I heard of them. <laughs> what? Uh, so you know, so you've got, so you're on this fitness journey. You're building some good friendships. You mentioned a little bit, kind of some, you know, just being able to have guys to talk through challenges with. But I'm curious, you know, for you, where does the third F or the faith piece fit in? Did you grow up with sort of some faith structure, or have you developed that, or or what's been yeah, your so, experience? So there? I grew up. My grandma actually paid to put us through a a Lutheran school, so like we grew up with uh with church and everything, and we don't we don't attend church much but we are you know we're, we are firm believers and at that first beat down when we ended in the prayer i thought that was that was super cool heck yeah and i think you said lutheran so you've got extra points in my book uh <laughs> <laughs> but no i you know so i'm curious as you've been you know in f3 do you feel like you how's your relationship with that higher power or has it changed at all? Maybe it hasn't. I don't know. I'd say just being around the prayer, um, I'd say it's strengthened some, um, kind of, you know, asking for help from above when I never used to, Hmm. you know, just, just ending in the prayer, being around it, um, and opening up to the guys. If I have something going on, um, I'll throw it out there for prayer where I never, never would have done anything like that before. See, I, I, I think that's really an overlooked piece. And I'm just speaking from personal experience. When when I wane and and how devout I am and, and practicing my beliefs, mm-hmm. coming and having being at a place where, okay, we're all gathering together to offer a prayer, right, is a good reminder of, okay, I should be doing these things. And it's... I mean, you're talking about the power of prayer. I mean, it, 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 just to practice it is just such a, a good, good thing to do. And, and mm-hmm. as I've said, you know, my practice can wane, but coming into the group and seeing it being a priority helps refocus and recenter that, that piece of, of my life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mulch, I'm curious, you know, and you, you don't have to dive into this if, if you don't want to, but would love a, a lot of times what will happen is guys will share, you know, a, a struggle or a challenge that they've worked through. Um, and it's just helpful to guys that are listening. I don't know if there's any, anything, you know, you mentioned a couple of times, just various challenges, anything in that space that you'd be willing to share a little bit deeper, just that guys might learn from. So I would, I'll share my, uh, kind of the mental, mental parts. Um, as far as, uh, you know, when I started opening up and 
realizing that it's okay to have problems. It's okay to admit that something's wrong. Um, actually, I was having some pretty bad anxiety issues. Mm. And me being a guy, never wanting to admit anything, I had never mentioned it to a doctor um, or wanted to. So, you know, one day I think I was, the kids were doing something stupid probably, and it just triggered me and they got yelled at. Where, and uh, afterwards I kind of felt bad and I was thinking about it and I was like, they, they didn't really deserve that reaction that I gave them. So after that, I actually made a doctor's appointment to talk to them about anxiety and stuff. And I, uh, I got put on a medication for it. And within a matter of weeks, it was 10 times better than it had ever been. So I'd say uh, to anyone who has a similar situation um, but doesn't want to talk about it with anyone or doesn't want to bring it up to the doctor, I would say go ahead and do that because that's probably one of the best things I've done over the last few years. Um, with the anxiety and stress and stuff, you know, you'll you'll flip and be angry when you sh- you don't really need to be angry. Um, you know, help the helps out there. All you got to do is ask for it, and uh, it can be it can be better than it is now. Heck yeah, man! I love I love that, and I really appreciate you sharing that. I think anxiety is one of those things that, like as men, we feel like. You know, we can't, you know, we don't want to admit to having anxiety, but I'll tell you similar struggles and, um, you know, my, my outlet was just to use drugs. So, you know, not, not, not a healthy one, you know, and then it caused more issues. So I love that you just recognized it and and went and got help, you know, and and speaking of the the drug, um, um, not drugs, but, uh, I was before F3 and kind of right at the beginning before I realized I can't be trying to work out hungover um i was drinking a lot um mm-hmm. i was you know from stress from work stress from the kids and everything i was coming home probably probably four or five nights a week having two or three drinks each night so i was drinking a lot and i think now um of course being friends with skids i got into bourbon <laughs> i think i would say I'm, I'm probably only having a few drinks a month now and wow. it's never at home if it's always out with friends out at a function or something and uh, that's huge that's a that's something that'll definitely change your life too yeah and even if it's not like you have you know a, a formal addiction just recognizing like there's an opportunity to just you know cut back and like you said you know, if you're home by yourself, you know, it's maybe not the, not the right time, but kudos to you for just recognizing that, you know, I'm curious, how did you get the courage to bring those things up to guys in, in the gloom? Was it, I mean, was there just the relationship or hearing other guys share or what, what sort of. I think um, a lot of the stuff that kind of got me to open up was uh, just um, tagging on to what other guys were sharing. Hmm kind of being from someone that didn't want to open up about anything to seeing these guys open up, you know, I would kind of tag on and kind of share if I had something similar going on, start to share with them. And that's, yeah, that's, that's what got me to start opening up. There's right. something powerful about realizing that you're not the only one going through it, right? Hearing yeah. other people and, and, you know, everyone that struggles, whatever they are. And then, that that one time or a couple times you're at a COT and someone opens up something that you're going through exactly is, is 
maybe what you need to hear. You know, I am curious, you know, a lot of times we hear guys offering up prayers and COTs. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's on a ruck where you're getting to really have some conversations with the guy and get really personal. Um, but then other guys form shield locks with, with buddies, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, we've got, here's how I want to be. Can you hold me accountable? Have you guys, have you done anything like that? Yeah. So we got, a um, with skids and Escobar and pit stop, um, pretty good group of guys. We got a shield lock, a big tech string going there. And then, uh, at Stormbreaker, um, we were, we never had a lot of people showing up to Stormbreaker. But there's, I think there's three or four of us that were uh, pretty consistently there. Um, we kind of formed a shield lock just to, just to keep each other coming and help out, help each other out. That's awesome, man. And I, and I think that's, you know, it's funny, right? Like you, you mentioned that you didn't have a ton of guys coming out, but I think the ideal state would be we, like we have small workout groups <laughs> so that mm -hmm. you can have that level of accountability and um you know that's that's a good segue you know just thinking about our mission right to invigorate male community leadership mm -hmm. what was that site queue sort of process and, and experience like for you so it was um i had been posting a lot of places where there was consistently 25 30 guys so that's what i was used to so when i became the site queue at stormbreaker um the numbers had always been low there. Um, I was kind of disappointed at first Then about a month into it. I actually, I actually preferred it that way. Cause we, we get to talk a lot more, um, instead of breaking off into groups, most of the time we'd stick together for everything. So there was a lot more mumble chatter and getting to know guys. The big groups are fun. They can be fun, but, um, the small groups is where I think where you, where you form bonds. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Tell me about the mindset of a site queue. You met, you mentioned it briefly, but maybe a little bit deeper, like the, you were a little bit disappointed. What was that about with the numbers? I think it's just, um, from all the other sites I had been at with higher numbers. So I was trying to get more and more guys to come, but I think, every, you know, everyone kind of had their, their Monday thing going on. They, a lot of them will murf on Mondays. Um, but the good thing about, with Stormbreakers, Titan Alley's right there. So even like before the beatdown, um, you, you'll have a whole group of guys hanging out. So uh, we kind of got both experiences there, the big group and then the little group with uh, more mumble chatter and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I think once I, once I realized that the small groups were actually kind of nice, then I was, I was good with it. I think the disappointment from the start was just from – the sites I had been going to before with more people. Yeah. As a site queue, you, there is this kind of preconceived notion that the better the site, the more people, right? But I don't <laughs> really think that that's the true, like most important thing, right? The yeah. most important thing is that there's a site there. There's going to be people there working out. And when people show up, there's a workout to leave. Yep. So it's, it's funny that I remember when I was at Woodshed, I got into the same thing. Hey, numbers are dwindling. We just opened Brickyard. They're seeing a, a huge flux of people. What am I doing wrong? And then I can't remember who I talked to. It's like, man, it's all about just being here and showing up for the guys that show up. That's yep. the success and making sure that it gets passed on to someone else. So 
I am curious about that piece, you know, succession. How did you kind of find the next person in line and, and I guess give this gift to? So when I started thinking about who I was going to pass the flag to, there were, I had a few guys in mind, some of the regulars. Talked to a couple of them that just weren't weren't interested yet. And then uh, kind of I was kind of getting to know Amadeus, and um, he wasn't posting um, on Mondays regularly, but we had worked out several times. And I think the the moment I wanted to offer it to him was, I think it was a. Uh, Right before the maybe the last Queen service, he was uh he didn't want to join because he didn't think he didn't think he could lose the weight. Mm. Then we got him to join Queen service, and he went from not thinking he could lose any weight to I think he was down thirty five pounds in training for a wow. half marathon. Wow! So just to see that change in someone, I knew that I knew that he was he would be a good leader for the site. And uh, he had some work issues um, with Monday mornings, but he actually, uh, his boss actually moved his Monday meeting to a different day so he could do this. Wow. So when he, to- he, when he told me. He asked him to move his meeting so he could lead it? Yeah. And when he told me about that, I knew <laughs> awesome. he was 100% committed, so. Wow, that's great. I that's think really cool. He's, he's a great leader, and I think he's enjoying it. And, uh. I'm glad I picked him. How I'm I'm curious. I I had a chance before this to kind of look at the there was a workout that Amadeus did. It's like the last week that you were site Q and he kind of comments in there about legacy. How are you feeling now? I mean, you led the site for a year, handed it off. What's it been like kind of since that that transition? Um as I've seen other plenty of other people do, I took some Mondays off for a while. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was going to, I told myself I was going to maybe start murfing, but then I was like, no, I'm going to sleep in on some Mondays. There you and, go. Uh, then I started getting back out there and uh, with the back issue, uh, it's a, uh, Stormbreaker's always been a good one for kind of non-runners and anyone that's injured. Um, tip typical beatdowns there are easily modified. Nice. Yeah. I think that's, that's the key, right? Is like we launched these, um, non Murph, you know, Monday workouts mm-hmm. specifically to cater to guys that don't want to do a Murph. And, you know, so I'm, I'm glad that we've got that option. You know, I'm curious to, you know, just as you're thinking about, um, kind of next steps, you know, I guess, what's the deal with the back? Are you getting treatment or you got a plan or how long you think you're going to be out for? Um, I got another appointment to kind of see what some options are. It's probably going to lead to a back surgery at some point, but I'm trying hmm. to push that off as long as possible. Okay. Got it. No, that's, we'll be thinking about you on that. Um, I think the other piece that we'd like to get from guys, you know, as, as a site cue, so you kind of give us a little bit of advice there about, you know, don't focus on the numbers, but what else in your time as a site cue, do you feel like you learned that you would, uh, maybe share with other guys or, or maybe that you've been able to translate to other areas of life? Oh, when I, when I, when I took over a site cue, I was, pretty nervous about I wasn't 100% sure what to expect I was pretty nervous about it 
to anyone out there who's considering it or who has been offered and they're not sure, um, it's really, I mean, it's not much work. It's fun. You get, I mean, you re, you get to reach out to a lot of guys to fill up your schedule. Um, I found myself reaching out to guys that I, um, hadn't talked to much. So it's an opportunity to meet more of the guys, get to know more of the guys. And I think I feel, I feel it's an important step for some of these guys that have been around for a year or so. Um, if they're wanting to get a little more involved. Yeah. Um, why well, I, I am curious. I wasn't there for the shovel pass, but what, what type of advice did you give on the dais? Um, when he when he had agreed to take it over. Oh, I didn't, I didn't have to give him much. I mean, I think he was excited about it. Um, I just kind of gave him the do's and don'ts and uh, kind of some good ways to get certain guys on the queue schedule. And uh, you got to pull a swiper every now and then and just put people on and let them know <laughs> week up. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, then they find out once that once the weekly tweet goes out, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. What um, you know, just thinking about your your journey and uh, kind of your time in F three. Any anything that maybe you you would want to share or, or talk through that we haven't covered yet? Well, I don't think so. I mean, just uh, for the new guys. Um, reach out you know some of them guys maybe you don't talk too much um there's tons of good guys and uh get to know them um and don't you know don't be afraid if you haven't queued yet don't be afraid to queue it can be kind of nerve-wracking but i think the first time i queued i was super nervous but then we get started and then i you know i kind of realized hey th these guys are all here to support me and i'm here to support them there's there's really nothing to be to be nervous about Heck yeah. But I don't think I've ever walked away from the queue and said, this guy had no idea what he was doing. I don't think that thought has ever crossed my mind. And I've been to a yep. thousand queues. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no wrong way. Right. Hey, Mulch, I'm curious too, you know, because it's so common. Um, any strategies, like if we're if we're actively EHing somebody and, and they're in that sort of, I got to get fit before I come out mentality, any, just keep nagging them or, or what's the... What's yeah. the strategy there? I know there's uh, some people that I've talked to and that I know others have talked to that it's just not going to happen. Like they're just not interested in, in the early morning workouts. But, you know, anyone that's that shows some interest, if you just keep on them, I think they'll they'll at least come out and check it out once. Got it. So then we just keep picking up the six and doing what we do so that when they get there, they see that we we're not we're not BSing them. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was the the big thing for me. It was just the uh, just the amount of support that everyone had towards anyone, really. Yeah, well, that's great, man. Well, um, you know, another question we like to ask is, if we see you out there, any 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 prayers we can be offering up for you? Any any words of encouragement if we see you in the gloom? No, I think the only concern right now is the the back thing, which just like everything else, I'll get it fixed and move on heck yeah man i, I like that mentality it <laughs> seems like you're handling the the anxiety pretty well these days which is good that's a good oh, yeah. time much much more uh better than it used to be awesome man well hey i appreciate you just um 
you know, diving into the group and taking a chance to lead a site and, and then for sharing your story with us today, you know, I think it, it is still September. Uh, so, you know, sort of a mental battle awareness month. And I think your story fits really well with that and just, um, yeah, excited to, to get this out there for guys to hear and, and listen to. Um, we'll uh, do a little name-a-rama here to close it out. Sound okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll start us off here. Brandon Fleharty, 37, The Plague. The Plague. Ah. I'm John Whitworth. I am 32, and my name is Pony Express. <laughs> Andy Dietz, 39, Mulch. 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 And do we, is there a call sign? Mulch. Uh, I like brown. I like brown. I do <laughs> like that. Is that's the is it is that your preferred color of mulch? Nope, that's everyone else's apparently. Oh. <laughs> well, what is yours? I like black mulch. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's that's awesome. secret of the trade. There, awesome man. Well, thanks for your time today. Appreciate yeah, you. Thanks brother. a lot, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yep.